You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for On The Go. You know, going on a road trip in the middle of nowhere is kind of like following Christ. And we know a little bit about road trips, don't we? Yeah, we, we know a good bit about them. It's our favorite thing to do. We do. We love road trips. We just get in the car and go. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorites is um, when we flew out to Arizona and did a road trip. Covered a couple states mm-hmm. and uh, quite a few stories to go with that. But one in particular stands out. Do you remember which it is? Uh, driving in the middle of nowhere. Uh, then getting, it getting darker and darker and still not having a place to stay. <laughs> yeah, so I typically ride shotgun and I'm in charge of where we go for the most part. And um, like your average millennial, we did not travel with a map. <laughs> Instead, we, we used an iPad. Um, but when you're out in Nevada, you're going to lose service. And we knew that was coming. So what did we do? Um We took some screenshots of what we may come across, you know, with the the little map of what it could cover for us. So, uh, yeah, we just went for it. Hey, at least we had the foresight to take screenshots of the iPad. I mean, we could have not even thought of that and then just went, oh, no reception. But it Uh really didn't help us anyway. (laughs) 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 So the story goes, um, you know, we're driving along and everything's great until dusk hits and it's like, all right, you know, we should probably find a spot to, to rest for the night and then, you know, get back on the road in the morning. Um, so we had taken these screenshots and we knew there was a little town coming up and um, come up to that town and we passed it and we looked at each other and thought, okay, well, was what that, was that the town? <laughs> it was like three trailers. I mean, it was it was not a town. Not really sure where they get food from or gas or anything. The but. speed limit just slowed down for a little bit. And then that was it. Yeah. Gone. So we decided to just, hey, go for it. I mean, there was no other option. Um, a couple hours later, we were faced with, do we just sleep in the car at this point or do we keep going? Um, so we kept going and thankfully we came across another town. And... Um, there were two places to stay, I think it was. Yeah, the first one was closed, right? Yeah, the the only place we found was, get this, the Shady Motel. Yeah, and even when we pulled in, the lady said, oh, it's a good thing you caught us because we're closing up in about 10 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, who would have thought? Anyway, this place was packed, much to our surprise, out in the middle of nowhere. Everybody was looking for a place to sleep. And... um. Yeah, we stayed at the Shady Motel. It was a little concerning, though. Driving in the middle of nowhere, pitch black, wondering, are we going to find any place to stay? And then the only place available to stay is the Shady Motel. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, it's like, uh, can we stay somewhere else? That was the only option. It really wasn't shady. I mean, I guess their idea was you're out in the middle of the desert. So Shady Motel sounds really refreshing and great. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> but um, so anyway... We woke up the next morning and had a nice little breakfast at, I think it was like the Iron Skillet or something. Yeah. I don't know. Such a, a tiny, deserted little town. It was. It turned incredible. out the town had huge history with the gold rush 
boom, I think, yeah. and the railroad, and they had a railroad going through it. And they had pictures in that restaurant of the town in its glory. Mm-hmm. But then after the uh, the whole rush, the town is basically just the shady motel and the iron skillet. Yeah. So I pick all the best spots, you know, on our road trips. <laughs> so we get back on the road after we get some breakfast. And um, I remember pulling over. Do you remember this? We got out of the car on this long stretch of road. Yeah. And I'm standing in the middle of the road, and we were getting pictures because it was just incredible. Yeah. There was nothing around, nobody around. And it was just the most freeing feeling knowing that you're on this road trip. You're you're the only one out there, and you have no idea where you're going, but it's fun. It's freeing. It was fun, and it, and it was freeing. I mean, sometimes it was terrifying if I kind of let my mind go to all of what could happen. <laughs> like, what if this car breaks down? Uh, driving at night was a little freaky. If you remember that bird that flew like right in front of us and the lights just oh, lit yeah. it up. And, um, I think it was like a pterodactyl size. It was, but uh, other than, <laughs> you haven't seen a pterodactyl. <laughs> Not um, they, it, it's freeing. Yeah. And our walk with God, it should feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we don't know where we're going exactly, but God's in control. He's directing our path. He's got this. So in essence, we're on the open road. Yeah, on a road trip with God. But why doesn't it feel as freeing a lot of times when we're out in the middle of nowhere? We feel alone. Or, you know, we feel like, hey, I don't know what's up ahead. God, what are you doing? Yeah, it. Sometimes we basically, I think we do it to ourselves when we back ourselves back under this bondage and burden and we put the weight of everything we're going through in this life back on our shoulders. And a lot of that comes in the form of worry, um, comes in a form of doubt. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what my future is, especially if you have the pressure of uh, friends or parents or uh, employers are, are looking for what are you doing and what's next and you don't always know. Right. That's no, true. Uh, reminds me of that verse in uh, Galatians 5. It says, so Christ has truly set us free. That's verse 1. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law or under the yoke of bondage. Mm-hmm. And it's saying Christ has set us free. If you are in Christ, you are free and free indeed. But the one that puts us under bondage is us. I mean, we, we put ourselves back under the yoke of bondage. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got to remember that we're free in Christ. And so we are on that open road. Get back to that free spirit, if you want to say, that, that vibe of, hey, whatever happens, um, we're on God's time and he's in control. Right. That should be encouraging. I think sometimes in our lives, we often ask, you know, God, what are you doing? Why did you bring me out here? Hmm. And I found the verse Isaiah 43, 19, and it says, Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. So sometimes being in the desert isn't a bad thing because God's doing something new in our lives. Yeah, it says, behold, I will do something new. And if you think about it, you know, 
God's doing something new in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are unique. You're made in the image of God. And he says in that verse, behold, and that word is to grab your attention. It's saying, listen, look, put your attention here. I'm about to say something. He says, behold, I will do something new. So God is wanting to do something new in your life. Everything you do is new. There is only one person like you. And so God wants to work in your life. But the very next thing he says is, will you not be aware of it? Right. In other words, will you even notice? Mm -hmm. I mean, God's trying to work. He's trying to do something new in you and lead you somewhere. But will you even catch it? And he says, I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. So you think you're in the wilderness. You think you're in the desert. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I don't understand what's happening. Why is my life going this way? And God's like, I'm trying to do a work in you. If you would just pay attention, you would see it. You'd surrender to it. Right. You'd embrace it. Remember, even Jesus was led into the wilderness. Yeah. Right? And we look at the wilderness as being a bad thing, but it says in Matthew 4, 1, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to what? To be tempted by the devil. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was led by the Spirit to do that in the wilderness. So that brings us to the famous verse in Psalm 23 that anyone would think of in relation to Nevada, right? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Not that we were faced with death on our road trip, but it is a very isolating feeling. You know, if, if you're traveling in the dark by yourself, I'm sure, you know, we enjoy, you know, our road trips and, and we have fun with it, but... We did drive through Death Valley. (laughs) Um, And so we're, uh, to close it out, we're on the open road. You know, the excitement that you would have of, I don't know where I'm going, but God's with me. Just like take that kind of zeal with with the Christian life. When Jesus called his followers, he walked, he said, follow me, follow me. Those guys dropped what they were doing. They were like, we don't know where we're going, what we're doing, but I'm following this guy. Right. It brings whole new meaning to the scripture, walk by faith, not by sight. Or in our case, drive by faith, not by sight. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. Look out for the shady motel. (laughs) 